It's episode 124 of the Improv London podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Moses, and this week's guest is Emma Bird. Hello, how are you? I'm really good, thanks. How are you? I'm very good, I'm very good, I'm very good. good. Shall we explain where we are? Yes. We are at the British Improv Project. Yes. Stoke Rochford Hall, Lincolnshire. We are in the library, specifically. In the library, which according to you, Stu, is okay. Well, it's... Well, we don't actually have any chairs, so that's that's what I want from a library. I want lots of books, which it certainly has lots of books, but we don't actually have any chairs to sit on, so we are sat on the stage. We are. It's it's a very grand hotel, and uh, I'm looking forward to the weekend, actually. British Improv Project, 50-odd improvisers from around the country come in to play and learn from each other in their very cooperative ethos. Yes. Uh, so yeah, should be lots, lots of fun. Yes, we are here a little bit early, so uh, the main festivities have yet to begin. Yeah. By uh, festivities, is that a euphemism for the bar? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just uh, in general, general. <laughs> I don't know all the words that I was going to say involved cavorting and, <laughs> and stuff, makes it sound like I'm talking about the bar again. Yes. Um, I imagine yeah. there'll be some improv as well. <laughs> oh, somewhere, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what, what drew you to come along? Um, well, I knew about the British Improv Project uh, for a few years now, because um, I know Tom Tom Young from uh, Leicester Improv Scene, and um, so I, I knew that, that this was happening, and uh, it was just circumstances that this year it, I was able to, you know, to, to be able to come, um, but it was something that was on my mind, because I really liked the way it was set up, like, from reading about it, it was... Um, it's about it's about us. It's about improvisers sharing with other improvisers. Mm. So that it's a very cooperative ideal and very um, it, it's sort of non-hierarchical, really. Mm. And it, it it sort of acknowledges that we all have skills and knowledge from various avenues and paths. And and yes, we might be improvising in different parts of the country and things like that. But we we can share our stuff and our, share our knowledge and. And, and without it being like a grand teacher from you know, the United <laughs> States being flown over, or, who are brilliant, by the way, and I've done some excellent yes. training with um, international teachers. But uh, this is a great way to keep the cost down and to just share like, um, like for like, really. Yes. I really enjoyed that idea, yes. so I'm looking forward to it. Yes, I'm looking forward to it as well. I enjoyed. I came yeah. here in April for the last one, and yeah, it was really, it was really exciting. It was lovely to meet people from outside of London who improvise, yeah. Yeah. Um, and just kind of get a bit of a feel for what's happening in other parts of the country. Yeah, it connects us up, doesn't it? Because you know we do live quite a um, individualized world and very isolated. You know, we're social media driven, and so actually communicating, connecting with other people in the room. Mm. At the same time, is is uh, maybe less um, common than it used to be. Oh, that's interesting. And yeah, so uh, yeah, I think so. I think especially with improv as well, because like we are, I feel anyway that improvisers are, <clears throat> we are yes minded, aren't we? So we're open minded in the first place. We certainly learn how to be so the more we improvise, and it's a very generous. Um, it's a generous spirit mm, that yes. improvising requires and that improvisers have. And I think um, it's nice to connect with other people um, in, in that way, not on social media, but actually in the real world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you uh, are from Liverpool. Originally, yeah. Well, from the Wirral, to be specific. Ah, right. But nobody talks about that. <laughs> it was heard of Birkenhead. So I, my whole life, I lived in the South for like 22 years. And like, I never said, I rarely said, I'm from Birkenhead. Um, I just, because everyone would just go, oh, where's that? Because <laughs> that's go, how we speak. <laughs> yeah, because that's how everybody talks like that in the South. <laughs> um, no, so I just, yeah, Liverpool, yeah. But um but as I say, I lived in London and uh, Brighton uh, for a good couple of decades. So yeah, I've been back to Liverpool now for four years. Cool. And you created the Liverpool Comedy Improv? Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, um, I, well, it's connected to my origin, like how I came across improv, because I've 
been an actor all my life and did a lot of TV and theatre work, worked at the National Theatre and stuff like that, worked with some super awesome actors and directors and blah, blah, blah. But then when I was living in Brighton, I came across the Maydays mm. um, who were doing a drop-in, weekly drop-in, in a pub. At that time, it was on the same road that I lived on, which was wow. so cool. Oh, that's super yeah. convenient. <laughs> so I'd just like walk up the road um, to the open house pub and uh, John Kramer was running the drop-ins at that point. And uh, it, it, it was just awesome. It, it was, at the time I was working in secondary school teaching drama, so I had a really heavy, stressful um, job. And uh, rocking up to, to drop in every Thursday just to play and laugh, like, like really bellyache laugh, um, was, was great for me. It was a great stress reliever. But also as an actor, as a performer, it gave me an opportunity to to you know to create character and story and narrative all the things that I didn't have time for because I was busy being having a proper job yeah. um so I was able to express myself and learn how to improvise um and then from there I did some more extended courses with um the May Days like Katie Shoot and and Heather Eckhart um and uh, other genro. So all the May Days were just so cool. They were like my teachers, basically. So um, became friends. So that was how I got into improvisation. And that was at least 10 years ago. So then when I moved back to Liverpool, I thought, what can I do that I really love that I can maybe earn a living from? <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Not a great living, but it's a living. Um so I just wanted to do the thing that I that I loved doing, which was acting, directing, teaching, and improvising. And in a sort of happy cauldron, they all came together um, with Liverpool Comedy Improv. Yeah, just wanted to teach. And also, um, comedy improvisation is not that well known in Liverpool still. Mm. I mean, impropriety have been around for uh, for a good long while in Liverpool, and, and they're cracking. They're really, really awesome improvisers. But you know, for a city of what I don't know, half a million maybe, there was um, one improvisation group, and that was impropriety. And I thought, well, let's just spread the word. Let's just get just let's get. Scousers to know about improv, um, because I'm very evangelical about the power of improvisation. <laughs> I do think it. I think it's like it has the power to change your life. Yes, it does. And um, and I just I just wanted scousers to feel it, you know, and and access just access it as an art form, and if not as an art form, access it as a stress busting, good old laugh, community building. You know, and the people who subsequently have come to my classes um, over the last sort of three years, it for some it has radically changed their life. I mean, from very dark places, they have become um, changed for the for the better and yeah. become very creative people. And and also, people have made friends with people. Like at the, there was one point a few years ago where I was we'd go for 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 a pint after after class and um I was sitting around this table and everyone was chatting to everyone else and I was like and I wasn't talking no one was talking to me <laughs> and I wasn't talking to anyone I was just sitting there feeling knackered because I just taught and I looked around the table and they're all gassing and chatting and chin wagging and I'm like oh my god this is now this is nothing to do with me yeah. this has become something so much bigger and greater than 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 what I do, you know, I, I facilitate people to come together, you know, on a Monday night to to play and 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 have fun. And then afterwards it's become something else. They are friends with each other outside of class. They there's so many people who who are now writing um, plays, books, spoken word poetry. There's so many creative things that people are doing. And have made you know lifelong friends, and I'm thinking, oh, oh, this isn't this isn't to do. I mean, yes, it's to do with me, but this is beyond me yeah. now. This is beyond Liverpool Comedy Improv. This is an amazing thing that improvisation can do, and I, I happen to sort of facilitate that to happen. But that's what I'm really proud of the most. Yeah, is how how community has been built, um, and friendships have been made, and lives have been changed. That's what. 
that to me actually is really apt given that just, you know, factoid, we are at Stoke Rushford Hall, which was the National Union of Teachers um, training ground. So they, so my granddad was a teacher and I was a teacher and the NUT used to train educators here in this very, very hall. So now I'm thinking about education, you know, because I, I educate, yeah, okay, I'm an educator and I teach improv and, and all that, but there's... I'm passionate about teaching, but but I'm passionate about what improv in, enables people to to achieve outside of just learning mm. how to improvise. Mm. People are actually, you know, have gained so much more than just an education. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah, it really brings people together yeah. in a way that I haven't experienced as an adult. I yeah. I don't know how do you make friends as an adult. Yes. You can go to vacuous meetup groups and talk shite with people who you're not interested in. Or you can set up an improvisation <laughs> drop-in class or course or whatever and have some sort of meaningful, much more meaningful um, interactions. It's the way in which improv allows me to connect with people yeah. through what we do on stage or in the rehearsal room that then... it breaks down barriers so then I feel well we played real emotions in that scene I now feel more comfortable with this person and then I'm able to connect with them uh, more easily you know in the real in life world. Yeah. absolutely couldn't agree more I think that's it. It, it and I think I think it's because like at the foundation of improv is a, a really important life skills which is listening which is eye contact, which is agreeing mm. and and um, a, a, agreeing and adding all of those sort of improv principles, which yes. we drill, you know, all the time, are so trans. What's the word? Translatable to transferable yeah. to life, mm. and I think it does help us connect. And mm. uh, maybe it's the same with any hobbyist. I don't know. I mean, if I was a knitter. And I met another knitter. Would we knit together? And, and you know, like maybe we would just bond over knitting. I like to think so. <laughs> I like to think so. I like to think that improv isn't the only answer. Yeah. It's the right answer for us, for maybe. Us, exactly. but, but for other people, knitting and nattering <laughs> yeah. might yeah. be the way forward. Yeah, you know, or building, you know, whatever, toy soldiers, matchstick men. I don't know what people do. But uh, for us, yes. For us, I think, for, for certainly for me, it's helped me. Um, have a different outlook on life and be a much more playful person yeah. like and and much more connected to other people um yeah that's a joy that's a real joy so you do a drop-in on monday nights yeah in liverpool what sort of goes on at that um, really cool. Like um, it's in a it's above a pub uh, called the Pilgrim Pub, which is opposite Lipper, the um, performing arts school that's there. And um, what goes on? You you walk through the fog of cigarettes, and then you get into the bar where they do really cheap alcohol. <laughs> this is like classic Liverpool pub landscape. Um, and you go up the spiral staircase, which you'll break your ankle on if you're not careful. And then you get into this room, which is appallingly lit. Uh, with I don't think they've ever heard of light bulbs. And um, <laughs> and the floor is a bit sticky. Uh, and, and we have a massive good laugh for two hours. <laughs> so it's a bit of like, you know, it's a bit of um, spit and polish or whatever, but, but it's... Um, People come, we do, I, I tend to mix short form and long form, so I'll do warm-up games, as always, with the, with everybody. And um, What's your favourite warm-up game? The one I like loads, but and I like different ones for different reasons, but my one that I think is um, such an easy connecting game is You Yes... And where you want to, I want, I stand this side of the circle and you're on that side and I want to stand where you stand. Right. So I have to have permission to move. Ah, yes. So I look at you in the, in the eyes and say, you, yes. and you say, yes. And that's when I can move ah. to where you're standing. In the meantime, you will look at somebody else, say you, get your yes, and then you can move. So, and it teaches, and then I kind of mash that up with, a, with zip, zap, zop as well. Ah, so zip, lovely. zap, zop, yes. zip, zap, zop. So there's two games going on at yes. once. And um, and it's a real head mash for people in a nice way. Yes. Um, but there's so many like learning 
aspects to to you yes one is eye contact two it's um reaction like my action creates a reaction so that and i mean that's your fundamental of acting you know and improv is acting and reacting um cause and effect and getting permission and drilling yes you know there's all of those sort of like learning tools that are in that really simple game and it's astonishing how difficult it is for people to wait to get to yeah. get permission to move because our, our instinct is to okay we've done our job let's move but it's like no you haven't done your job until there's a permission to to exchange um and it's like it's a really simple great leveler yeah so that's one of my go-to eye contacty kind of games yeah but like there's loads that i think are so valuable um, so you mix short form and long form yeah um, so yeah after some warm ups and it, 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 to be honest it, it depends on what I feel like doing and no, no, I, think that, <laughs> I think that's really valid yeah because you know if you're feeling passionate about something you'll yeah. communicate that when you're teaching whereas if you're just doing it because you think you have to do it yeah. people will pick up on that yeah yeah absolutely I like to keep it fresh for me and for the participants who come and um yeah, so I kind of at the moment I'm I'm sort of doing some really cool um, long form type techniques, so like tag outs, flashbacks, and edits, uh-huh, right. and sweep ed- and montage and stuff like that. So quite complex stuff for a yeah, drop in. Yeah, and actually, I it's really really well attended my drop in. There's at least twenty people every single week in a really badly lit sticky floor dream. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> um, but it's quite hard to, um, it's, it's actually quite hard to teach longer form t- skills with a group that's so big. Mm. Um, but I, I find, I find, I find a way, I find a way of doing it. Um, I mean, the thing with short form games and you have a big group and there's short form games then it's like bang, bang, bang. Okay. You know, four up, two up, three up, go, 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 you know. And it, it's a, it, they're quick games and they're really funny and they last about two minutes and then they will sit down and then somebody else can have yeah. a go. And so it's very kind of like very fast paced, um, really good fun. And, but, um, and yes, there are tons of skills that you need for short form. Like, I think that's really um, under, what's the word? Appreciated. There you go. Undervalued. Yeah. yeah. yeah um, misunderstood and underappreciated. The amount of skill that goes mm. into short form is, is really, really important really important but you can you can you can do short form very quickly in a drop-in of 20 people with long form I'm trying to really get people to slow down and listen and take responsibility for things like editing uh, which you don't have to do if it's short form because I'm in the classroom going scene scene you know (laughs) um so it's a different skill set and it's a bit harder to deliver if there's 20 people in the room but I do do it I do mix it up yeah, and they respond really well. Like whatever you know, whether it's short or long, they'll 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 respond really really well. Yeah, yeah. And you get the same people coming back every week. Or? Yeah, and and they're really loyal and really um, just lovely people. And they come for all sorts of different reasons. You know, some people, you know, what scousers are like. They think that. You think they're dead funny, don't you? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I, I, I should like to reassure you that there are many people in London who also think they are dead amusing. <laughs> it's not just... Uh, I'm afraid we have that also. So you get quite a few, like, uh, you know, like, fellas, like, I want to be a stand-up. Yeah, I'm doing stand-up. Like that. And, and every time they come in like that, and I'm like, okay, you'll soon learn that <laughs> improv is collaborative. <laughs> and uh, so sometimes I have to kind of, like, ease out ego yeah. like yeah. just massage that out and 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 just sort of drill how co- cooperative and collaborative improvisation is versus uh, stand-up which is you're on your own it's scripted and you live or die by your joke yeah um whereas as we know improv is so much more than that yeah. um so sometimes i have to like yeah get get the egos out the room um and then other people come because they have a stressful job um, they want to have a laugh. Other people, a lot of people come because they have depression or anxiety or have had that at some point and they want to try something different and they want to get more confident and they want to feel better about themselves. Um, and that's something that I am have become more aware of over the last year, I would say, whereby 
people talk to me about what was going on for them before they walked through the door yeah. um, of improvisation and um, and that some people were in really dark places and um, were suffering really badly with with you know depression or anxiety, low self esteem, um, purposelessness, you know that kind of like just really sad, sad, difficult mm. stuff. Mm. That, and then they somehow or other found the, the bottle to walk through the door of of a drop-in improv class, which is the scariest thing yeah, to do in the world. Definitely. And and then subsequently just found their home. You know, it's like this is where this is where I feel good. This is where I feel better. This is where I express myself. This is where I can make friends. This is where my confidence is raised. You know, all of mm. those amazing life affirming stuff that improv can can give so there are all sorts of people that walk through the door yeah it's really nice yeah i think you get you get points for just turning up to your first improv class Massive it's like points. getting through the door is you know hugely fantastic. impressive yeah. yeah um but i'm really interested in how improv can be used for well-being yeah. i know personally i find if i'm feeling anxious or depressed if i can use that uh, in a show um it doesn't solve the problem, but by having expressed it and expressed it in front of an audience, it brings such relief that I have never found anywhere mm, else. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And and even um, even if you don't experience performance, but you experience affirmation within workshop environment, mm. is it's valid. It, everything about improvisation is validate is validating. All your ideas are gifts. That's our go-to. That's like our our principle, isn't it? You, you know, there's no such thing as a rubbish idea. It's it's always a gift. It's whatever you do with it. So if you're feeling particularly crap about yourself, you know, and low self-confidence or whatever, and then and you walk into a workshop where everything and anything you say is a gift, and is fully validated, um, that that's that's a massive that's a massive that kind of thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, huge affirmation, huge validation, and um, I think that goes to the heart of, of improv. So whether you're performing and you get your affirmation from your players but also from the audience, or if you're just workshop and you get your validation from your co-participants, you know, and from me because I'm, like, massively praiseful, full of praise. <laughs> I, I, I make sure people feel good about what they're offering because I it's important to feel valued. You know, mm. your ideas have to be valued as a human being, not just as an improviser, but that's what I mean. Like improv is for life, not just for improv, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's really important for your ideas to be valued as a human being. Yeah. And I think, and I think that's why improv is, is so good for wellbeing. And um, I'm, I'm trying more and more just to kind of get into that area of, mm. of improv for wellbeing because... Um, you know, yeah, I think it's important. Cool. Yes, uh, I agree. <laughs> that is correct. You are right. <laughs> I validate you. <laughs> Yay! That's what it's all about. Um, so you were uh, recently took part in the Improvathon. Yeah. Oh God, awesome! So Impropriety run their annual um, Improvathon, and. Um, you see, I totally admire anyone who can stay up for 33 and a half hours and improvise. I just think, and I know that, I think Hoopla does a similar, like they do a marathon, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. And there are other people around the country or world that will do improvathons and marathons, but I can't do it. I can't do 33 and a half hours. I love improv, but I'm I love sleep more. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's since having had children, but I'm like, yeah. I really love improv. It's very, very important. Yeah. But so is sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm not prepared to sacrifice sleep. No. I mean, God bless those that do. I know. And I support your efforts and you go for it. But I'm like... <laughs> it's not for me. Not for me. No, I'm the same. I mean, I'm, I, I did a really long shift. I did like, I think I did 10, 11 hours on wow. Saturday. And then I went home had some kit. <laughs> Um, and I loved it so much. Um, I wasn't intending to go back for the for for the Sunday, but I just 
Loved it so much that I went back on the Sunday and did another four hours, I think. <laughs> wow. Um, but it was so cool. Like, um, loads of awesome improvisers, um, obviously in propriety, but there was some lovely, lovely people um, from the Northwest, but from London as well. And, um, yeah, for me as an actor, it was, it, was, it was immersive because I decided to go... I, d I found my character... And I knew that, um, so, and I knew that I wanted her to be old. So I put a call out for makeup artists in Liverpool and I got a really brilliant makeup artist um, to put latex on my face. So I aged up um, and I had such fun in Oxfam buying these hideous clothes. <laughs> and, um, you know, I just created this character. So for me, um, and she was like, you know, the chair of the WI and... Um, Crown Green Bowling Secretary, you know, and um, immersed myself in that character for 12 hours and then had some kit, came back, did it again. Um, yeah, and it's a great atmosphere. Like, Impropriety are just run Improvathon so well and so caring. Um, they're really experienced at running Improvathons. Like, this year it was the ninth Improv Improvathon. Yeah. So they were totally, massively experienced in taking care of the event and each other and, and instilling how we can take care of each other um, during that epicness. So um, you, you, you feel looked after, but you also play and... Play in anarchy is massively embraced. It, you know, it's not that it's not structured, because Rosie structures it. She, she's directing the yeah. show uh, on the mic and stuff like that, and sort of like getting up, getting the scenes up and stuff like that. But ultimately, there's some wonderful anarchic playfulness that happens. Um, and I would encourage anyone, so when it comes around again next year, anyone that's, that, that sees it come up in your social media, Improprieties in Provathon, sign up for it, because it's, it, it, it's wonderful, really wonderful. What was the um, theme this year? So it was called Where There's a Will. So there was a will reading... Um, uh, somebody had died and his name was Will Reading <laughs> uh, so of course all the relatives and, and people who make claims upon his estate are, are creeping out of the woodwork so there's lots of scope for lots of different characters that were uh, coming out of the uh, out of the woodwork you know um, so and I just played I played Cynthia Drabble who was his mate long lost not lost long standing neighbour and lover <laughs> and um, so I, I, I enjoy playing it f with emotional truth you know I just I find that form of improvisation really um, satisfying for me yeah. because I am an actor so that um, I want I want emotional truth I want to see it when I go to see the theatre I want to see emotional truth and as a performer I want to perform emotional truth um, and because that to me is theatre that's what moves me, is theatre, is, is emotional truth. And so I just played it like that, really. And when I died, everyone cried. Really? Wow. <laughs> so I'm like, yay, job done. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's, let's, let's talk about your acting background and how that's influenced your improv. Because I don't have an acting background, but I do agree that um, I love it when I see emotionally truthful scenes on mm. stage and mm. that's very much my approach. I'm not very good at being funny. Um, I would like to be, but anyway, yeah. um, you know, so yeah, that's, that's very much my approach, but I don't have the acting background, so only tips you can give me would be correctly received. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I can give tips, but um, um, for, I don't know. For me, I improvise coming from from the position of character. So what I can't do is is witty cerebral punning, you know, like that kind of... Yeah. Like, I can't do clever improv um, because it seems like it's very from the neck up. It's, yeah. it's, it's an intellectual sport, you know, and I'm, I, some people are very good at that, but I... I, I, it doesn't. It leaves me a little bit cold. I can't do that, and I don't enjoy that. And there's no point in me even trying to be cerebrally clever about it. <laughs> um, so I, you know, I, 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 I pick something that's. I pick a character. I just go to a character that's gra that grounds me. And also, to be honest, 
um, you know, most actors are pretty shy, even though they've chosen the most egotistical career in the freaking world. Actually, I'm, I'm, quite, I'm quite shy, so I don't... I find it really hard, if not impossible, to do scenes as me. Uh, that's interesting. I find it much more... Um, I find it much more uh, easy to have a foil, you know, like um, a veil or a mask, whatever you want to call it, um, character that I can express myself vicariously through. So um, that's what I do. I just, I'll, I'll just put on a silly accent and, yeah. and, and, and put on and do a funny walk, you know. Because that was going to be my next question. Is it voice? Is it attitude? Is it physicality? How do you access character? For me, it's all of those, it's a range. I, 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 you know, and I would say this to anyone in class as well. It's like, these are tools that you can cherry pick. Um, whatever works for you in any given moment is absolutely fine. So if you find, if you, if you're, if you find an accent and that leads you into a character awesome if you if you if you stack your spine in a different way or stick your belly out or lead from your nose or whatever it is that will enable you to access a character that is not you um so yeah voice body attitudinal choice it's a tool just just before you step onto a scene just go i'm gonna be the biggest gnarly grumpy i'll get <laughs> no matter what is going on in this scene that's how i'm gonna start gnarly git <laughs> and so it's like it just gives you like a really strong choice just to channel a character that isn't you and then discover where that that leads but that that's what that's what I do I think that's um I find I find it really I find it's interesting I find the vulnerability that's required to be me on stage improvising is is I'm, I don't go there often or easily but the vulnerability that I can go to when I ha when I am a character I can go to that very very easily that's interesting yeah I don't know why it's just like I've never got to the bottom of that yes me or character I don't know it's more exposing for me to be me yes. than it is for me to be um expressing myself truthfully but through a mask yes I suppose there's a safety in if you're playing a character, the vulnerability can be real, but it's even though it is your vulnerability, it's not your vulnerability or something. It's that's right. It's yeah. a kind of it's it's by proxy. It's a proxy. Yeah. yeah. And it's great to have the ability to express that vulnerability, yeah. whether you do it as you with a thin veil or whether you're doing it by a proxy. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how many other things in adult life you get where you have the opportunity to do that. So true, so true. I mean, I think that's why uh, that's why I love acting, but that is why I love improv as well. Is 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 because that's my quickest access route to expressing emotion. Yeah. I mean, some people can paint. You know, some yeah. people write novels. Some people do poetry. That's they're all expressive arts, aren't they? They're all a way to express ourselves as human beings. Um, my way is to put on a silly voice and. <laughs> be a gnarly gish. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you have the uh, the place to be able to do yeah. that. Yeah. And turn it into art. Yeah. Um, recently, uh, you performed with Tony Slattery. Oh yes. So Tony, um, Tony was doing his pre Edinburgh um, shows, I guess, in you know, in practice for going up to Edinburgh, and um, he spent an awful lot of time in the tiny little non-places in the northwest in the Wirral and Liverpool not that it's a non-place but you know like that's right for you to say I, <laughs> I, I feel say, I would not yeah, say that no. I, I think I'm they allowed. sound marvellous places I mean I don't know anything about them obviously but I'm <laughs> like, sure they're fantastic <laughs> they are of course they are and also um but I I just found it really interesting that he was going to really obscure parts of the Wirral for example like West Kirby which no one apart from people on Merseyside would have heard of but he's do there's Tony Slattery who's like the forefather of whose line is it um and he also did some gigs in Liverpool as well so he it was great he just called he put a call out for local improvisers um to join him so um I did a gig with uh, I was with some impropriety folks and also um comedy sports who are in Manchester so they, we kind of gathered and we did a gig uh, with Tony. And it was really, he's a massively, he's massively unpredictable. Really? And, um, and I think that's a good thing for an improviser to be on stage with somebody who, that's, you're not quite sure 
where this is going to go. <laughs> and in a way, it keeps on keep you on your toes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah in a funny way, it's funny because when I was... Um, when I was a very young actor, my first job was with Pete Postlethwaite. Okay, yeah, yeah. And so he and he played my dad in a film, and he's unpredictable. He was unpredictable. And it really keeps you on your toes as an actor. Yeah. And then when I was on stage with Tony Slattery, I was like, oh, this is like Pete Postlethwaite. You're not, <laughs> you're not entirely sure what's going to happen. Um, so, yeah, on, you know, it's massively um, fun, just really fun and... Yeah, I laughed a lot. I mean, I suppose you expect to have certain improvisers acting, you know, as a pirate, as as an underpredictable. I'm more surprised that actually actors can also be that way. Yeah, oh yeah, even, yeah, I mean, script, you know, okay, actors have got a script and you think that that's, therefore, it's it's a given what's going to happen, but, 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 but really good actors, they'll do, they'll do stuff that is... Um, completely different from one night to the next or yeah. they'll do uh, for or from one take to the next take they'll do something physical or they'll say something or do something in a different way so yes you've got the text but it's a skeleton yeah um and they, they put flesh on the bone in in a different way and in a sense that's what we do as improvisers isn't it we're just putting we're putting flesh on the bone in in, in and keeping it keeping it truthful in that moment and how that pans out could be entirely unpredictable so yeah it does work for script based uh-huh. acting as well but yeah I hadn't put that two and two together until then but yeah that's <laughs> essentially yeah yeah do you, do you find um, books helpful Quite a long gap, so I'll be able to find it. Yeah. And we've actually done not too badly, considering. Cool. Yes, they've gone. It was a good point because I was asking new questions, so that's fine. You weren't in the middle of anything, mm-hmm. so that's good. Do you find uh, improv books inspirational? And if so, do you have a particular improv book that you would recommend our listeners listen to? Mm. Uh, sorry, let me do that again. Do you find improv books inspirational? And if so, is there one that you'd particularly recommend? Um, yes, I do read improv books. Um, the ones... I tend to dip into improv books um, and then put them down for a bit. Um, Shall I wait? I'm, wait? I'm waiting. Yes, I do read improv books, and um, the one I dip into them, put them aside for a bit, and then dip it, and then you know I, I sort of go to and leave them and go to because I because I teach improv like that's what I do all the time. So yeah. sometimes I don't. It's a bit like a busman's holiday. Yeah. Not that I know everything, absolutely don't. But I just sometimes I'd rather watch some trashy TV than read uh, about improv. Because um, that's what I've been doing. Like, you know what I mean? I feel the same way about improv podcasts, and mm. there are some brilliant ones out there, and I do love them. But making a podcast about improv, sometimes I just want to listen to something that isn't improv yeah. related. Yeah, totally. Just for a little bit of a switch off. Yeah. But um, no. But for sure, the books that I've really enjoyed, I when I read TJ and Dave's oh, yeah. um, book, absolutely blew my head off. Yes. That was fantastic. I, that was one where I was underlining stuff and I was just underlining so, so much. I might as well not have bothered. Yeah. It was just, you know. There's too much good stuff yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. it I, I was the same. I was like, I've got, yeah. Um, the, the, what I liked about the TJ and Dave book is... Improvising um, at the speed of life. There you go. It is the crossover into life, isn't it? Yeah. Because one thing that they... I don't know. For me, what one thing that stuck with me is... When they said, um, for them, it's like the scene is already happening and they just have to jump in. They just have to step into what is already happening. Yes, I love that. And I think, wow, that's so cool. And that is that is kind of like life. You know, life is going, is ongoing, isn't it? Life goes on. This thing is happening, whatever the thing is in, in your life. So you either, you know, lean into it, step into it um, and get on the ride, you know. 
even if it's a bit of a shitty ride, you'll soon learn to navigate that the crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or step into the good. Whatever's happening, that's what's going on. So let's do that. Um, and I really liked that when TJ and Dave said that, and um, they said, "Don't get in your own way," or something like that. Like, don't get in the way of that. Right. Like yeah. in your head. Yeah, do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I found that really inspiring, and uh, but also I've been dipping into Bill Arnett's book and Katie Shute's book. Ah, right, fantastic. As well. Katie Shute's Improviser's Way. Yeah. Which uh, I'm. Very big fan of. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's really good. Bill Onets, which one's that one? I can't remember what it's called, but he's American. Uh, he, the Maydays love Bill Onet, and um, so I just read it. I can't even remember what it's called. That's so bad, isn't it? But um, that's yeah, why we have the internet, yeah. so people can look Google it up. Google it. Google it. <laughs> Bing it. Yeah. Bing it. I'm trying to get Bing. To, oh, really? I'm trying to get Bing to be a thing. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> Thing to be a thing <laughs> yeah. yeah on Wednesdays we were pink um. yeah. <laughs> but yeah no they're they're really really great but I sometimes um, students say what shall I read and I generally point them to um, the Improv London podcast <laughs> I shall do that from now on <laughs> um, oh god the annoyance it with Mick Napier oh yeah yeah, yeah, um, yeah I generally point people into the direction for just a first book um, for beginners, just go to Mick Napier's book, um, Scenes from the Inside. Yes, it's called. yes. Um, and it's so funny because um, uh, the reason why I recommend that book is because it's really accessible. Like it's de- it's not geeky, nerdy, um, minutiae of detail. Mm, it's yeah. like it's very very straightforward and um, easily digestible. Mm. And um, but the funny thing is that a lot of students who come to me, they say, well, I've just read that Mick Napier book and it says to ignore all the rules. <laughs> it says the rules are shit. <laughs> what, what, you, know, what, 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 you know, all of that. And I'm like, um, the thing is, when you're a beginner, yeah. <laughs> it, when, you know, I mean, I know this has been said before on the podcast as well, but the, rule, the, the principles, the guidelines... So important when you're learning, because yeah. what you'll otherwise you'll just get a, a, a load of blockers. You'll just get a load of no or me yeah. or <laughs> cul de sacs. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you have to give the parameters. Yes. And obviously, then you know when you you've got hours under your belt, you can do what you like with them. You've got to learn to be able to paint within the lines you before you can paint. Exactly. You've the got lines. to know where the lines are. Yeah. You know. <laughs> it's good, it's good. I like it. I know where the lines are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyway. What I find really helpful is um, a combination of reading books and then going to workshops and things like that because sometimes um, I'll get it from reading a book and sometimes I'll get it from mm. um, the workshop. Uh, but sometimes having introduced myself to the idea in the book means I pick up the idea um, during the workshop more easily yeah. or it will help me make a connection with the idea that's in the workshop with another idea within the book so yeah yeah um, yeah combination is always good and also watching good improv on, yeah. on, on YouTube you know uh, a lot of, I appoint a lot of people to ASCAT oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah UCB yeah. and yes. um, because they have a lot of stuff online on the on YouTube but it's also of a great um, quality I, I mean it's not like you know your student union improv you know what i mean because there's a lot of that on the youtube as well like some student uni somewhere is doing you know whatever whatever it's all good it's all good it's all good <laughs> but you know if i'm if i'm teaching beginners i want i want them to see good improv yeah. and read good books and go and see good um improvised shows and um get some good get some good teaching yeah don't go see the crap you know what i mean because then you just get a bad idea of what improv is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. Uh, as someone that's seen too much bad. Yeah. But then you can't get And also, I think I actually think it's really important to, to watch, um, like, to, to um, sponge up, soak up a diverse... Improv, like what I mean by that, generally is 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 actually gender. Like I I think um, there's one thing that I'm really chuffed about at the minute is I'm I'm doing a show, um, Liverpool Comedy Improv Christmas show on the fifth of December, and um, I just put a call out for like. 
people to play with, you know, um, for the Christmas show. And it, it's overwhelmingly women. Interesting. It's just like improvisers from the north, you know, around yeah. the northwest. Um, so there's some improvisers from Impropriety, from Casino Improv, they're in Wigan. Um, you know, there's like, I, I, I want beginners to see diverse um, gender balanced yeah. improv because I think you'll learn um, the scope yes. and breadth of improvisation. Yeah. If if you just go and see, you know, the student union drama club doing their version of Whose Lines Anyway, it's probably going to be inc- incredibly cerebral, witty punning from boys. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and that's all fine. But I want people... There's so much more. Uh, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, and I think... Um, yeah, I, I'm really pleased that there are a lot of women improvisers around um, who are awesomely talented. And so, the more that we have, the more that it will encourage. Yeah. And, I think, and I think if I can signpost people to that on YouTube or yeah. wherever it is as well, like where I notice as women improvisers, I'm going to go, right, go watch that. Yes. You know. What's the best or worst note that you've been given or what's a common note that you give as a teacher? Um, okay, my <laughs> the amount of times as a teacher I have to say names like that is ah, <laughs> like because people forget to name each other. Right. Or as soon as you know, even even that I've just said, okay, la 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 la. This is the setup. So give each other names. Blah 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 blah. La 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 la. Off you go. Right, scene starts, no names. So I'm like side coaching, names, <laughs> names. So the, naming people yeah. is like my biggest, one of my biggest bugbears and my most frequent note probably. And it's nice if you can also give them a surname as well yeah. as a first name because yeah. most Western first names are fairly kind of generic, but yeah. some of the surnames, there's some yeah. real texture if you can give yeah. a surname yeah. as well as a definitely, first name. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, it's a good endowment, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's that's generally what I shout from the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> cool, I'll watch out for that when I see you improvise. Yeah, over, and, the, over uh, this weekend, if yes. you see me do a scene and where, to, where I haven't named anyone, just names. go, names, names. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I, I do say that to students who, see, who come and see me gig. I just say, look, don't, just do what I say, not what I do, because I'm not fucking like... Excuse my French. I'm not like putting myself out there as like, oh my god, I'm an amazing improviser. Like Jesus, you know. And, and you can't hit all these things all the time. No? Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you might not do a name, but you might do a really emotionally grounded scene. Yes. And, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas other times you might get, yeah, yeah. You know, you're doing yeah. your best. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in no way a guru, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so. Uh... Call me out this weekend if I if you see. I me. absolutely won't. Um, <laughs> No, you have permission. <laughs> oh, and I have to, yes, and you. I have to, man. Yes, you do, yeah. You have to do. Um, so, if someone were to step on stage with you, what could they do to delight you, apart from naming perhaps <laughs> yeah, you Yeah, just give me a name, would be great. <laughs> um, I, I totally love it when something massively unexpected, and I know improv is all unexpected, but when, when something um, entirely unexpected happens, and that could be something that uh, my scene partner does or something that they say. Like, I'll give an example. The thing that delighted me at one point in the improvathon was a, I was doing a scene with Becky, who's in Impropriety, and um, she was asking me questions, and I was playing this this character Cynthia Drabble and she just planted the last question her timing was impeccable and she just said were you in love with him and that was the question to my character and I just went <gasps> like that and it was it, it utterly like cut through left from left field and of course my answer was yes you know the deceased I did love him yeah so and I just thought I discovered something and I think that's what delights me is yeah. that when my scene partner does something that is surprising um, where I discover 
something. And that's so powerful for the yeah. audience. And that's what marks out improv as different from other things, is when the characters on stage discover something yeah. in that moment and it's true yeah. and the audience see that. Yeah. And that's such a powerful It's really moment. powerful. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, to delight me, do something truthful and unusual. <laughs> <laughs> okay, big final question. Big final question. So... What is your signature move? What do you do that saves the day, brings down the house, brings the lights down? <laughs> everyone goes, classic Emma. Oh no, oh God. Um, oh gosh. I don't, do you know what? It's probably, this is quite prosaic, but I, 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 will, I will sweep at it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, to bring the house down. I think I, think I sniff out a good punchline quite uh, often. Yes. So, um, so um, yeah, my, I, I'll often just go, see, like, I just like, like sweep edit across the stage doing, doing sort of jazz hands, sweep edit, see, like that. And um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty basic. But very useful because yeah. that can make the difference between the scene that was good and yeah. the scene that was good and then went on too long and then yeah. started... You know, and he- and everyone wishes it would just die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, in fact, it was the May Days that taught me that because I used to do light edits for them when they used to gig and they'd ask me to come and do the light edit for them and they just said, pull the lights whenever you want. <laughs> Whatever you do, to, you know, yeah. to, to, you can never be too, too quick. You can never be too soon. Yeah. Um, so I got really good practice um, on on editing scenes um, yes. by by doing that for the May Days. Yeah, just like lights down, lights down, lights down. Yeah. yeah, one of the things I always say is everybody should take a turn doing tech because Definitely. it just teaches you so much about yes. editing a scene that yeah. you don't get if you're on the on on the stage. Massively, yeah. You can't you can't see it from the inside of a scene often. Yeah. But um, your side, your you know your team who's on the side or your tech who's on the desk, they can see. They've got the third eye on it, you know, they can just lights down or sweep at it, that's it, done. You know, it's really, it's a really important job. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Well, talking of endings. Oh, see! See! <laughs> Thank you for being a guest on the Improv London podcast. Thanks for having me. That's ace. Bye. Bye. I made this. That's improv! <laughs>